Hello, everyone, and welcome to Lockdown Flames. The secondary scoring came up big for the Flames in their 5-2 victory over the Washington Capitals. Razichka and Manjupani's reign continues through this five-game homestand. And how can the Flames keep this dominance alive against the Arizona Coyotes tonight? Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and thank you so much for joining me today on this fine Monday, December morning, or afternoon, or evening, whenever you're listening. Thank you so much for tuning in, and remember to subscribe to Locked On Flames wherever you get your podcasts. Of course, today we are going to talk about the 5-2 victory over the Washington Capitals, as well as your five things to know ahead of tonight's matchup against the Arizona Coyotes, and as well as your Flames to watch. And let's jump right into this. Saturday night was a great hockey night in Canada matchup against the uh, Calgary Flames and Washington Capitals. I thought that it looked that they looked great. I really liked what we saw from them. Blake Coleman scored the first goal of the game, and he had four shots on goal through the evening. And that's great to see as well. You know, it's great to see these guys generating the chances and not being afraid to shoot the puck as well as having the confidence to shoot the puck. I feel like that's something that they've kind of been lacking um, more so before this uh, recent homestand. I think on the road trip, they were able to find their rhythm a little bit more and uh, regain that confidence. And it was Mangiapani who had two goals and just ab- looked absolutely fantastic during the game. And he had four shots on goal as well. You know, I think the thing about Manjupani is that he is always going to shoot the puck. He might, okay, he might get caught up in the overpassing, but when he sees a solid opportunity, he will shoot and he, he will probably score, you know, 50% right there, right? And then Adam Razichka, oh, royalty right there. He had one one goal with his one shot. And honestly, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And Adam Razich could just prove that you can do it. And in the last 10 games, Adam Razichka has 10 points. And eight of those come from even strength. Thank you so much, Ryan Pike, for uh, finding that stat and posting that on Twitter. And Razichka leads the Flames in points and goals in that span. And he is tied with Rasmus Anderson for the lead and game winners as well. And that's, you know, I think that it's great to see that, you know, one of the guys from the AHL that uh, has had success under Sutter and has come in and kind of grinded his way to this position, you know, He was slotting in for Sean Monaghan a bit during his absence and during his injury. And then when he was healthy, scratched. But he has been a great addition to this team. And I absolutely love to see him succeeding. It's fantastic to see. And of course, Elias Lindholm had the game winner. And he had four shots on goal through that uh, 60-minute game. And of course, you know, 
I talked about secondary scoring here, but of course, Elias Lindholm, not a secondary scorer. He's on your top line. But, uh, you know, secondary scoring did come up big for the Flames, and I think that is something that has helped them win. And that has been a big uh, contributor to their success this season in the games that they have won. Uh, you know, I think it, we are seeing the top two lines get it getting going in terms of, you know, Jonathan Huberdeau, Tyler Toffoli, Elias Lindholm. I mean, Toffoli leads the team uh, for most goals. He is eight as well as I believe. Let's see. I have it pulled up right here. Uh, yeah. Lindholm, Kadri, and Toffoli are all tied with eight goals apiece. So that's, that's something to just kind of hang your hat on there. I think that the top line has been great, but it is also fantastic to see the secondary scoring come up big, especially against a team like the Washington Capitals. And it's fantastic that no one left the game injured because the Capitals are sneaky dirty. And it was Milan Lucic and Kevin Rooney who had a two-on-one, and it looked a little promising there. I... When I saw the clip, I was like, oh, my God, is Lucic going to score? No, but he did register a shot on goal. Yay. Thank you, uh, the $6 million man, for contributing. I know that Daryl Sutter made a comment about how he contributes in different ways. Uh, And then I believe it was Mike Gold on Twitter kind of broke it down and was like, he hasn't contributed in, like, a measurable way. So how do you expect the media to be like, yeah, he's contributing. But uh, another comment that Sutter made was, of course, that he doesn't want the fourth line to be pinned in their own zone. And that was not a problem for Kevin Rooney and Luch. Uh, they, in Trevor Lewis, you know, Kevin Rooney has demonstrated that he has a strong defensive ability. And I want to see more of that. And I hope that Sutter kind of gives him a chance to prove himself in Uh, his system and allows him to find that, uh, you know, his strength and that confidence and the ability to perform because I think Kevin Rooney makes more sense over Brett Ritchie, but alas, Brett Ritchie has scored like four goals this season. So the power play. Oh, oh, special teams. You are going to be the death of me. And the power power play went 0 for 3 again. And that is less promising, especially when you are going up against a team tonight that is notorious for taking penalties, which is the Arizona Coyotes. And you want to be able to capitalize on that man advantage. And I don't know how many times I'm going to say it, but they need to figure it out. I don't see the point of them not practicing the power plays um, and special teams. I think that this is clearly... You know, they've kind of got they've got the lines figured out and structured and going. But why can we not do the the special teams? Why aren't we practicing that more and why aren't we seeing them succeed? And of course, the penalty kill allowed a goal. You know, that's just as inevitable as a Brett Ritchie goal. And of course, uh, you know, they did kill three out of four penalties. So I will give them that. But that uh, is all for the game recap. I think that, you know, the Flames went out there and did what they had to do. And it's great to see them score five goals. 
And of course, to come out big on top like that, I think that that's really a great confidence builder for this team and hopefully another <laughs> momentum builder as we keep pushing along this season. And coming up next, we are going to talk about the five things that you need to know ahead of tonight's matchup against the Arizona Coyotes. But before that, uh, let me talk to you about our friends at Athletic Greens and our next partner, Athletic Greens, has a product that I use every day. And I started taking AG1 because I wanted to take control of my health. I wanted to take control of my gut health, my immune system, and just putting better things in my body. I feel like for me, I go through these phases where I'm like, I just need to eat a vegetable. Like my body is craving a carrot or something good because as a college student, you know, you are always on the go eating that easy mat, grabbing some through the drive throughs Dunkin' Donuts, Starbucks, whatever the case may be. And AG1 has everything that I need in order to protect my immune system and arm myself with a great multivitamin. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin and it's important to choose one with high quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. AG1 is a small microhabit with big benefits. It's one scoop and a cup of water to start your day. It is very easy and is something that I have gotten into the habit of. And your subscription comes with a year supply of vitamin D, which is so important to add in these winter months when you don't get as much sunlight. I know that uh, pretty much everyone in the Northeast where I am has a vitamin D deficiency because we don't get a lot of sunlight. And especially through these winter months. And we're, we need it. And vitamin D is does a lot of great things for your body. And not being in the sun a lot um, can really actually affect your mental health as well. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It is just one scoop in your cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. It tastes like a tropical paradise in a glass. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com forward slash NHL network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Thank you all for hanging out with me today on Locked on Flames. I greatly appreciate it. And if you are feeling so kind, head on over to the iTunes store and uh, leave the show a five-star rating and a nice little review. <laughs> Means a lot. So I figured today we're going to share a screen we're going to run down the Flames, five things you need to know ahead of tonight's game. Let me cue this up if you're watching on YouTube. Okay, so five things that you need to know. Right now, the, the Flames are 11, 10, and 3. I can't believe they've lost 13 games, but it also makes sense. <laughs> Versus the Arizona Coyotes, who are sitting 7th. In the central with 7, 11, and 4. And, you know, we get two great jersey matchups tonight. We get the Kachinia and the uh, reverse retro pedestal from Flames. And it's just, oh, I love it. Two great jerseys. 
And the Flames' leading scorer is Elias Lindholm with 18 points. And, of course, with goals, which we just talked about earlier, in the uh, with Lindholm, Nazem Kadri, and Tyler Toffoli with eight goals apiece. And, that you know, I would say that's pretty good. And Clayton Keller leads the Coyotes in points with 21. And Lawson Krause leads them with 10 goals. The Flames... <laughs> Oh, their power play is so abysmal, you guys. This is so bad to look at. But the power play is ranked 26th in the league at 18.2%. That's got to get better. That has got to get better. That is, I feel like to be below 20% in your power play is uh, really just, again, abysmal. And then your penalty kill is sitting at 12th with uh, 79.3%. Now, if this was a classroom course, I would round that up to a to an 80. But we don't round up here in the NHL. And the power play for the Coyotes are sitting 17th. So right around the middle of the pack with 22.7%. And the penalty kill is 18th with at 71.1%. Um, the... Whew, the Flames are actually fourth in shot attempts with 54.67%. And high danger chances are 10th in the league. Um, while the Coyotes are sitting at the bottom of the pack with 42.73 with their shot attempts and high danger chances at 36.16. Wow. That is very bad <laughs> that's absolutely something the flames can capitalize off of tonight and they are going to need to um you know i think the biggest things that the flames have done is capitalizing on other teams weaknesses and we saw that against uh the la kings last time they played each other and how they capitalized off of their turnovers the neutral zone play and just being able to hunt that out and being like a shark to blood Blood in the water for a shark. And the last time these uh, two teams met, it was, oh boy, that was a while ago, actually. But uh, know your enemy. The Coyotes have struggled in the first half of their Pacific Division road trip, dropping a 5-3 to decision in LA on December 1st and falling 3-2 to in Vancouver on December 3rd. They currently sit 7th in the Central Division with 18 points through 23 games. Whew. Jacob Chikrin is probably going to be traded this year. I know that he said, like, oh, I'm okay. Like, I want to stay here. But I have a feeling that that is going to be not the case. And then, of course, uh, Vimelka has made 29 saves in their last outing against the Canucks. The thing about the Canucks is that they are such a mess. Like, their season started off bad, and then they kind of got it together. And then you have your coach scratching one of your top scorers on Hockey Fights Cancer Night, which is a very meaningful game to him and his family because he just lost his father to cancer. And then you have your lawsuit against a former employee for... um, alleged uh, discrimination, and it's just, oh, my God, a mess. And, of course, the uh, the Arizona Coyotes are taking way too many penalties, and that is something that the 
Flames, again, need to figure out how to optimize their power play. That is something we need to see. We need to see their special teams really get it together. And I don't know what's going on there. It's just like they're not computing. <laughs> they are not taking enough shots. They're not really a cohesive group, which at this point in the season, I feel like they should be more than a cohesive group. But again, that is just my opinion. I am simply here to talk hockey. And tonight, uh, the Flames have, flames.com or nhl.com slash flames, uh, the Flames writers have your player to watch as Michael Backlund. The Veteran Center has found him, found his groove recently, picking up three points in the 5-2 to two win over the Capitals on Saturday and putting 10 shots on net in his last two games. That's incredible. I I cannot stress this enough. If you are new to watching the Flames, I want you to watch Backlund. I want you to watch him because last year during the playoffs, he was this team's best player. Not because he was scoring, not because he was out there, you know, all over the place, but because of his discipline and because of his two-way game. He was great. And the 33-year-old now has 13 points through 24 games this season. Honestly, I know we're not naming a captain at this point, and I know it's Backlund's. I, this is his last year on the contract, so, like, why would you name a captain just in case, you know, he, does, he retires or he doesn't resign, whatever. But I would put the C on Backlund. And not because of his production, but because he is the longest tenured flame. And I think that he truly uh, has that leadership ability. And we've we've talked about that numerous times here on Locked on Flames. But coming up next, we are going to talk about who to watch tonight, who's in net, who's out, who's in. And of course, before we do that, I do want to talk about our friends at Bet Online. And as always, please remember to gamble responsibly. And Bet Online is your latest and fastest way to get all of your odds, news, and scores. They have everything you need from amateur leagues to pro leagues and everything in between. You can bet on basketball, football, the World Cup, anything your heart desires. If you're into betting on reality shows or politics, you can even do that at betonline.net. Head on over to the website today on your mobile device or your iPad, wherever you choose, and get the latest lines that you need to place your bets. Bet online, where the game starts. Please make sure that you are subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you are listening to this podcast. And of course, if you're watching on YouTube, hi, hello. I hope you're digging the new background. And of course, um, leave a nice comment. Or a review. Dan Vladar gets the start tonight with a 2.61 goals against average and a 0.95 save percentage. He has had a fantastic, fantastic season thus far. And uh, during this is, again, I'm referring back to Ryan Pike's little thread here. During this 10-game period, Dan Vladar has played four times and has a 940 save percentage. That is fantastic. And, of course, this is where people are starting to get a little, um, I, I don't want to say a lot of people, but I do want to say I have seen some discussion about um, Markstrom, you know, not being the starter anymore, and that's silly. I actually wrote an article over the weekend and published it and got a comment saying, 
Markstrom, send Markstrom to the Wranglers and call up Wolf. Now, that would never happen for a number of reasons. But let's start with the obvious logistics. Jacob Markstrom would have to be placed on waivers. I am 99% sure that any team would would pick him up. Now, obviously, you have to make cap requirements and, you know, whatnot. But Jacob Markstrom is not going to the Wranglers. Jacob Markstrom is not going to be your $6 million backup goalie. Um, Dan Vladar is just hot. And Daryl Sutter rides his hot goalie until he can't do it anymore. And we've seen that. We literally saw that last year with Jacob Markstrom. But, um, you know, Vladar is having a great season. And I think that the Brad Tree Living, like one of his best acquisitions since I've been covering the team in the last four seasons, is Dan Vladar. We watched this team kind of struggle with goaltending. And you had Cam Talbot and David Riddick. And then, you know, you trade David Riddick. Cam Talbot walks in free agency and you get Jacob Markstrom and then you the next season you trade the third round pick that you acquired in the David Riddick trade send that over to Boston and you get Dan Vladar who arguably came up in one of the better goalie pipelines and with a ton of talent in that pipeline and with some of the best players to learn from so Vladar, he's great. And you know what? I really think that people need to relax when it comes to Markstrom. I think that there there are a lot of, you know, pieces to his struggle. I think that it could be, you know, him getting back into a rhythm, him being tired from last year. Like, you just don't magically overcome burnout because you had an offseason. But alas... Brett Ritchie is sitting again, and Kevin Rooney will be slotting in for him. Um, absolutely fine with this. I think that that makes sense. Um, I, I really didn't see much need to have, you know, Brett Ritchie and Kevin Rooney on your team, but I guess this happens, you know, people get burnt out. You got to rotate them in or they're just not playing well and you need to go with another option. And of course, why would you call up someone from your AHL team? And naturally, um, my player to watch tonight is obviously going to be um, Adam Rosichka. Adam Rosichka is on an absolute tear. I love what we're seeing from him. Like I mentioned earlier, he is tied for points in the last 10 games with Rasmus Anderson, eight of those points coming at even strength. This team just needs to get it together, and I would love to see more of Rosichka's reign here in Calgary and to see what uh, what tonight brings against the Arizona Coyotes. I love the pedestal jerseys. I think that they are fantastic. When I first saw them, I didn't think that they were that cool. I love the color scheme. I love, love, love how they look on the ice, and I'm a big fan of any jersey that has, like, predominantly black. Is their like majority color. So the Flames did it right as usual. And that's all for today. Coming up tomorrow, we will recap the game. What went wrong? What went right? Hopefully it's another victory. Maybe we get some clarification uh, from Daryl Sutter about what's going on with Markstrom. And maybe Markstrom, I don't know. 
maybe Markstrom says something enticing again tonight. And um, go Flames. So thank you all. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked on Flames wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, make sure you subscribe on YouTube as well. Leave a nice little comment, and you can follow me on Twitter at JessBelmosto. And, like I said, we'll be back tomorrow to recap the game and look forward to uh, heading out to, I believe, Minnesota is coming to town next. And then they go to Columbus to reunite with Johnny Hockey.